It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 807 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden, my friends. I'm Walter Reeves. I'm here to help you be more successful. You tell me what your problem is. I will give you a research-based, experience-tempered answer. No over-the-fence, weird, Don detergent recommendations here. I will tell you what works. 404-872-0750 is the number. Don's out in Lilburn. Joins us this morning. Hey, Don, good morning. Good morning, sir. I've got a problem here with these flying bugs, uh, tiny flying bugs in my uh, kitchen and bathroom uh, okay. sink area. All right. Drain flies is what you think they are? I think that's what they are, Walter. All right. My neighbor, Carl, Don, had the greatest time. Now, Carl is a retired capital, uh, capital defense lawyer. He defended people who are accused of capital crimes who are on death row and things like that. He did a great job when he was uh, in practice. And when he had drain flies in his kitchen, he got one of those electrified tennis rackets and would go through his kitchen sweeping around, electrocuting drain flies. He said it was more fun than he had ever imagined. I'm not going to give you the comparison between electrocuting flies and defending folks who've done terrible things to others, but that's what Carl loved doing, and he eliminated drain flies pretty well with that. The electrified tennis rackets, you can get them at hardware stores very easily. The other technique is probably more research and science-based, though, is you clean the drain thoroughly. And I know that's hard in a bathroom, but in a bathroom, what I have done before is to spray a little bit of bug spray into the drain when it's open and then shut it down. And then over the, what's it called, the overflow drain that's on the front of the sink, spray a little bit in there and put a piece of tape over it, too. So I trap the bugs inside the drain system of the bathroom sink. For the kitchen, it was just taking the rubber, I don't know what you call the thing that's above the disposal, but I took that rubber thing out, cleaned it really good. Oh, Don, it was full of gum and goo and junk on the back of it. It looked nasty. And I, I hear you. I, I hear swear you. there were little, little larvae, grub-looking things in it. I didn't want to look too close because it smells so bad. But I washed it off really, really good, cleaned it off, and... Um, you know, made sure that the surroundings of the of the sink were nice and clean. That took care of the drain flies pretty well. I didn't have many more. And the ones that I did have, I remember I chased them around with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I sucked them up, and that was that. I had, that got you. A little, um, what do they call it, little dust busters. I had a little dust buster in the kitchen. I just go, <laughs> sucked them up that way. I was wondering, you know, just... Pouring bleach in there will not work, will it? Doesn't seem to. Again, I got better results in the bathroom, certainly, by using just regular roach spray that I had a little can of in the in the kitchen. I sprayed it into the bathroom sink and sealed up the drain. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, sir. Well, it's much appreciated. All right, Don, I appreciate you calling. Thanks for calling this morning. We've got uh, Stan down in McDonough, Georgia. Hey, Stan, good morning. Hey, good morning, Walter. I wanted to paint a quick picture for you. I've got a, a retaining wall about 10 foot high, uh, faces west, northwest, sort of speak. It's got three camellia sesanquas gotcha. uh, planted against it, and in between those is two Cherokee roses. Got it. Um, 
fast forward about 15 years and absolutely no maintenance done to it. And the neighbor's single jive came across that hmm. retaining wall. I got all that cleaned out, cut the wow. Cherokee roses down to about three foot tall. And wow. Uh, what a job. <laughs> it took a bit of doing, that's for sure. A lot of blood, uh, too. Say what? A lot of bloodletting, too, because the Cherokee rose is a mean rose. Yes, it is. There's a there's a walk path about six foot from that wall that leads to the basement door, and you couldn't get to the basement without bleeding. Yeah, I got it. Um, so I've got all this cut back, but those uh, Camellia sasanquis, I think I called them Japonica yeah. to Ashley, yeah, but says, she covered me, I believe. Go ahead. And those are hanging out there about six to eight feet from that wall where they should have been maintained, you know, two, three feet from the wall to be nice. Any ideas how I can get that back as close as I can yeah. to the wall? Or uh, i just hoping you can help me not make a fatal mistake. No, I think that it, will it get any sunshine in the area if you were to prune the, the camellias back from the walkway? Would it get sunshine there, or is it in just so much shade that you never get direct sunshine on the on the limbs that would be left? The the only saving grace is that it's it's westward facing, uh, like I say west northwest, um, and there is a large tree on the neighbor's uh, eastern side of it that that shades over the top of it. So, so how much sunshine? How much direct sunshine would the limbs get if you pruned it back? Probably three to four hours in the afternoon. That's awesome. If you get sunshine, you can prune the sasanquas back. They're finished blooming. They should be finished blooming now. Yep. And so you can prune them back to whatever length you think is, is appropriate. Maybe take it a little further than that just so it has enough room to grow. And uh, if it gets sunshine, the dormant buds on the ends of the limbs will sprout out. You'll get some growth there. You can trim it a little bit to keep it nice and bushy and not go too far. And that's easily done now. This time of year is a fine time to do it. That's that's what I was thinking. I was just just hoping I wasn't missing anything. No, I think and, you're fine. And the, the Cherokee rose, it blooms all along the stems, correct? Yeah. Because so, one of them is, is already becoming a problem again. It was cut yeah. back about two, three months ago. I was just going to say, and you've learned your lesson now, Stan, so at least keep pruners hung there by the basement door that you can go and cut it anytime you pass by because the Cherokee Rose is constantly going to be a problem next to the walk. Yeah, that's that's a fact. (laughs) Well, so now you know. Prune the Camellia, prune the Cherokee Rose ad libitum, and you'll be, I think, a lot better off. All right. Thank you. Hey, Jack. Stan, thanks for calling. We've got, let's see, we've got Larry at Snailville. Hey, Larry, good morning. Larry? Larry? Where are you, Larry? Don't tell me where you are. I'm here. Oh, there you are, Larry. Hey. Where did you go? Were you I had the wrong button. I oh, had too, too, too much uh, bacon and biscuits this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Larry? I've got a 30-year-old Encore Azalea. It's about six feet high. It's out next to the road. Okay. Unfortunately, it, it grew over my underground power cable. Oh. The power cable failed. It, the EMC came out, dug up the bad part. They left a big breach in this huge 15-foot-wide Encore. Yeah. So it's lopping to either side of that, that uh, void. Do I prune it back really severely, or how do I recover 
because it's all leggy now. I see yeah, just the, yeah. the big branches and and stems. Uh, you know, it's it's still about six feet high, but it's it's two big sections now. This is but, this is where the I remember I said earlier in the hour I said this is where you get answers that are based on research with a little experience <laughs> tempering the answer. And my experience, Larry, is yeah, prune them back, prune them down okay. to uh, severely or inches, just like halfway, eighteen inches tall. 18 inches. 18 to 24 right. inches tall will be fine. The whole thing will explode this spring and, and summer. Okay. And you won't get any flowers, of course, this year, maybe no. a few in the fall. But next year, that encore is going to look great. Super duper. Didn't it treat the, uh, amend the, the soil and, and uh, should add fertilizer? It it's never uh, been fertilized. It sounds like it's pretty happy now. But yeah, if you, if you want to get some azalea camellia fertilizer, it'll sort okay. of put it. a little bit to put on growth. Yeah. Cool beans. All right. That's great. Larry, it's great talking to you. Thanks, buddy. Solve that problem right there. Bang, bang, boom. Say 16. Do we have time? Do we have time? Do we have time for Amber in here? Let me get Amber in for just a minute. Hey, Amber, good morning. There's Amber. Hey, hey, good morning, Amber. Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, So I have a question about some yellow irises that we have um, that are in our backyard from a previous owner who planted intentionally around like a drainage area. Yeah. Um, They are pretty for maybe a week out of the year, but all the work (laughs) to keep them that way just isn't worth it for us. Yeah. Um, I've tried to dig them out of the ground. I really don't want to spray too many chemicals because we're in the country, you know, we're in Canton. So, okay. I, you know, I don't want anything that will hurt all the, the birds and creatures. Um, but I didn't know if there's an easy way to kind of, I didn't know what, what's the best to get rid of them. Again, Amber, this is a situation where experience trumps science. My experience is Irises are only pretty for that couple of weeks when they're blooming. The rest of the year, they're sort of floppy and don't do much of anything for me. And I would not hurt, it would not hurt my feelings in the least if you got them out of there. And honestly, digging is probably the best way to do it. I know you've dug before, but digging the irises out is probably the only thing you can do that uh, doesn't involve spraying. And I'm not sure spraying even would do any better than digging. So I think it's dig, dig them all out. You just gotta dig them all out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How big is the area, Amber? Is like five by five or twenty by twenty, or how big is the area? Um, it's probably twenty by twenty. Oh. It's, it's a large area. Yeah, well, yeah. And they just keep multiplying every year. Yeah, it's yeah. More. <laughs> On the other hand, Amber, here's what you do: you go to the hardware store and you hang up or the nurseries and uh, you know Autumn Hill and places like that around Canton, uh-huh. and uh, hang up a little sign that says "Free Irises." Just come dig. And Amber, dig I bet yourself. there are people who will get all the yellow irises you have and happy to get them, too. Okay. I like that. I think that's yeah, that's give, a great idea. Give them away. Let other people do the work. Amber, you're way ahead. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. You're Appreciate back. it. Drive safely, Amber. We'll see you soon. It's 818. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. I 
Hope that bullfrog is happy because the weather will suit him. Light showers this morning, cloudy, drizzly all day long. High of 63 degrees today, low of 47. Rain, rain, more rain on Sunday. High of 60, low of 50. A full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes with News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. By the way, I'm remiss to remind everyone that yesterday was the Georgia Arbor Day. It's different from the National Arbor Day, but the Georgia Arbor Day was yesterday. And if you need some details, Trees Atlanta has some celebrations and things going on this weekend of planting more trees around Atlanta. Jack is in Atlanta, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jack, good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, what's up, Jack? What you got? What I like to do is uh, plant, install, whatever, uh, two Chinese holly bushes at a I have a place down on Hilton Head. Okay. And um, uh, uh, I've got those those bushes at my home. I actually live in Augusta. Okay. My question, and I've had trouble finding somewhere to buy these, okay? That's my number one question. That's really? my number one problem. And I've become very frustrated about that. So what I'm thinking about doing, if these things are roots, can I, can I rip off a limb maybe a foot and a half long and go to some rooting process, you know, and, and when the roots are one inch long, transfer them to some, some sandy. Yeah, but wait, 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 Jack, are you telling me that you went to a pike nursery and you asked and they said, we don't have Chinese holly? Yes, sir. I went to Hilton Head Island. They did not. There was a different kind of Chinese, and excuse me, there was a different kind of holly bush. It was yeah. actually a, a real pretty leaf, but the Chinese, the one I've got in my home, has, has a little, uh, little, what do you call them, needles pricks or whatever. Yeah. And when on mature leaf will hurt you <laughs> really bad, okay? And that's what you and want I, down in Hilton Head? Yes, sir. Oh, I, okay. it's, a, it's, it's a condo that I visit maybe once or twice a month, maybe. Yeah. It's exposed window outside. Never had any problem with people breaking in. But I'm I'm, I'm a person that doesn't, um, you know, I want to close the gate before. Right, know, right. I know. see what you mean by the prickly. You want the prickly holly yeah. to stab yeah, somebody. Yeah, prickly. Is, yeah, this thing is more than prickly. It'll hurt you. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. uh, were these things root, or am I just looking Yeah, at gosh, they root. And a lot of times when I cut down a Burford holly, which is a type of Chinese holly, the root sprouts that come up and the trunk sprouts that come up beside it are the, what you're looking for, the real prickly ones that are it's actually parent uh, holly plants. I have not looked, Jack, around Atlanta to look. I've never tried to buy one of those old prickly Chinese hollies. I just can't imagine that a nursery would not have them. I'm trying to think, who would I call? Who would I call here? Of course, you call Pike. That's first place. Call Scottsdale Farms up in up in um, Milton and see if they have it, Jack. Scottsdale might. They have a big sort of variety of shrubbery and stuff they grow themselves, and they just might have some. Try Scottsdale and just see. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. we got to get out of here. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, 53 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful. Whatever you want to do, I'll give you some advice based on, hopefully, research, science, and experience. 
If you need advice on anything in your garden, lawn, trees, shrubs, flowers, all that comes right here. And from my valued friends at Pike Nursery and my most valued friend at Pike Nursery, Mickey Gasway. Hey, Mickey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great as usual, of course. If I'm here, I'm all right. Every day above ground, right? <laughs> Every day above ground. <laughs> okay. If, if we're not well, no, really, I like, I like part, I like some below ground. <laughs> we're not covering mulch. We're fine. We're doing That's great. That's right. So, Mickey, we, our business every Saturday at 835 is to talk about what is on sale at Pike Nursery, whether it's a plant or a product. What is our pike pick of the weekend? It's the brown mulch. Not the red, not the week. black, but the brown. The right? brown. Okay. And it's um, three for $10. That's a good price. And I'll, it looks really good. <laughs> I used it last time, a mulch. It, it's really, it's it's just a real rich brown, and it looks good. It looks good, you know, around the... Um, the plant. Yeah, to be blunt, red and black, don't like float brown my boat. My brown is my favorite too. I think you're yeah, you're well advised to do house. that. So brown malts, three bags, ten bucks. All you gotta do is go to the cashier and remind them this is the pipe pick of the weekend to get your bargain there. And I gotta tell you, Mickey, I had the most I don't know, it's thrilling or exciting or just a fun <laughs> conversation two weeks ago with my friend Jane who has forever wanted to work at Toco Pike Nursery, Toco Hill Pike Nursery. Okay. She went over there. She got an interview, I believe, I think, I'll knock with, I think she's going to be hired for this uh, next spring season. Jane's a retired teacher. She's never been a plant salesperson, but I know that Pike is hiring people right now, just like you and just like Jane, perhaps, to uh, staff the stores in the springtime. Is that right? That's right. And we're having our um, a job fair at some different stores. You can go online and see that. and um, But you can apply anytime. You can come in and get an application. Yeah. But, you know, it's and we have we have such a diverse group of people in our um on our staffs that it really makes it interesting. It's it, really, it's, it's And a again, fun they're job. not all. We call them hortheads. They're That's not right. all scientific names and snooty people. They are, like Jane, somebody who's simply enthusiastic about plants, somebody who likes being with other people. And once you have been in a nursery and been around that beauty all day long, it's easy to sell. You just point people over there. You want a red flower? Over there. Do you have to know what it is? Not <laughs> well, necessarily. We know a little more than that. Yeah. Well, if you don't know what it is, you say, uh, that nice lady, Miss Gathaway, over there in the corner will tell you what that plant is. So well, Stan, Stan used to work here, and he was colorblind. He knew the plans, <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't tell you what color they were. <laughs> well, you know, anyway. they're, they're, I, I'm not going to comment on that. I think I better leave that one alone right there, Mickey. <laughs> so nonetheless, the career fairs are different days or one day, or what's the story? Yeah, they on? are their own. Uh, it looks like I'm looking at it, It's really small. Um, February the 8th. Oh, I've already done that one, 14th. Um, the 21st. Um, at Peachtree City, yeah. the 22nd at Lindbergh, the 26th at Holcomb Bridge, and the 28th at West Cobb. All right, got it. So, but you can go online and look it up. Sure. So let's reiterate: brown mulch on sale, three bags, ten bucks. Bring a trunk, bring a truck, either one, truck, trunk or truck, and get some mulch from Pike. This is a great time of year to mulch things because as the plants come up, I frankly wait until I see the. Sp- Little sprouts come up around the Miss Huff Lantana when the sprouts come up around some of the other perennials, and that's when I get a little bag of mulch and put the mulch around them. So if you buy the mulch now, you can store it for when you see the sprouts come up, and you got it right there in the shed, in the garage, or in the carport that you can use it. 
That's exactly right. Mickey, I want to know, do we have cl- oh, classes? Don't we have we a do class? have some classes. Class? I was hoping you would ask that. Yeah, yeah we've got a, um, a make-and-take terrarium right. class on the 23rd at all the stores at 10 a.m. Now, this is one you need to sign up for because there's only a limited number of um, people and spaces for sure. that. So be sure and sign up. What about the strawberry class? Is that going to That's be That's on the 9th of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to have it's Super Strawberry Saturday, and that's one of our most popular <laughs> things. We have so much fun that day. And everybody, when you buy something, you get a three-inch strawberry plant. And then we're going to have a Growing Berries class at all the stores on that day. All right, good deal. So if also, we to, on that ahead. day, yes, we're more. going to be at the Roswell store for a remote. Oh, that's right. You and I are going to be on March yes. the 9th. We're going to be at the Roswell Pikes Nursery for the remote that's broadcast. Right. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. It's a couple of weeks yeah. away. I've forgotten to say anything about that. But, yeah, it's going to be all over the spring. We're going to have a lot of fun at the various Pike nurseries. You can join us as an employee or as a guest at the remote broadcast. And, Mickey, in summary, where would we go? To find out where to go to the job fair, where to get the local pike location nearest you to get the mulch, and to find all other things pike, where do we go? At pikenursery.com. Mickey, I will see you next Saturday. See, see you then. soon. Bye-bye. Right. 404-872-0750 is our number. we got Roger in Duluth who joins us. Hey, Roger, good morning. Hey. Hey. Uh, where can I find organic basil? You know, like, mm. you know uh, everybody has everything out there nowadays that uh, I would I want organic. Roger, and the easiest thing to do it? with basil is to grow it yourself. It is an easy plant to grow from seed. So just go someplace to a nursery and buy the basil seed. Like, like, like organic. Or something. Oh man, you can what I have done before is I just yeah. took a big tray is all it was, two inches deep and about twelve inches long, twelve inches wide. And filled it full of potting soil and scattered seed real thinly over the top, patted it in, covered it with a piece of saran wrap, and put it in a sunny window around middle of March is when I did this. By the end of March, when it was warming up good in April, the seedlings had come up out of that tray, and each one was about two inches high. I put them outside in a shady place, so they got about four inches high and transplanted. I had more basil that year than you could shake a stick at, more pesto than you could eat. It's easy to grow basil from seed, right? Number you ought to do it that Number way. two. Huh? I, how do you dwarf a uh, tomato plant? Like, I got some great tomato seeds. Yeah. Yeah, uh, from my brother last year. Yeah. And how do you dwarf that? Because I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of... I, I got sunlight all day long. I mean, it's, uh, but if I put it in a, a five-gallon bucket, you know, how do you dwarf it to make it branch out instead of grow straight up? Most cherry tomatoes, in my experience, are more kudzu tomatoes than anything else. They grow really, really big and in a bucket. That's going to be hard. Uh, you can no, you it, can you can pinch out the tips. I, 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 can you dwarf a tomato? Uh, uh, no, no. You, you, I mean, you can trim them back. Yeah, Roger. You can you can take your fingers and tip the squeeze the tips a little bit to to make the growing bud to kill the growing bud, and it'll sprout yeah. out to the side. You don't get yeah. as many tomatoes if you try to dwarf a vine because the vine spends you all know. this time thinking, "Why is Roger hurting me when I really want to be eight feet tall and make some tomatoes?" And so yeah. the best way to dwarf a tomato, frankly, is to buy 
one that's meant to be that way genetically. Anyway, a patio tomato, some of the celebrities, smaller type tomatoes. Yeah, but that's, see, that, that's not celebrities are like hybrid though. Mm, they're not yeah. real close to hybrid. They're they may be yeah, hybrid a little bit, but yeah. or growing from seed. You know, that's another thing you can do. I, I, I like I like to taste the tomato when I eat it. So yeah, anyway, that's, that's, that's that's what I was asking. Anyway, appreciate you, sir. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate you. I know you, I know you hate English ivy, but uh, I don't. <laughs> I do not. I do not hate English ivy in all cases. There are some places where English ivy is the only plant that can grow in the shade, in the slope, yeah. in the hole of the ground back. I think English ivy does have its place. Many times it gets out of hand, though. Chuck, I think we got time for Chuck in here. Chuck, let's go real quick and get your apple tree question done. Good morning, Walter. Thanks for uh, answering my phone call. Sure, I got sure. apple trees. We're in the process of pruning them back, and we got a little late start. And they haven't started breaking buds yet, and I was wanting to see, is it too late for me to be spraying like a copper oil on them for protection? No, it's not. And you are smart, smart, smart to think about that, Chuck, because one of the better ways to combat disease and insects on apples is to spray dormant, <clears throat> dormant spray with either one of the copper sprays or... Um, Horticultural oil, uh, uh, you know, there's several well, horticultural oils you can, can spray. I, They're great. Can I ask one quick question? I've got a large amount of damol. I, I think it's pronounced damol. Is that what I use to spray? Ooh, I don't know what that is. Does it have a label that says can be used on fruit trees? Well, yeah, it's got a label on it. It's got a lot of gobbledygook that I can't read for chemistry-wise, uh, chemistry but it's spelled D-A-M-O-I-L, damol. I do not know. I don't know the product. I don't know if it has a horticultural fruit tree label. And unless you're sure that it does have a label that says it can be used on fruit trees, don't do it. I don't want okay. to kill the trees. <laughs> the label's important. So, but how late can you spray the oil? I mean, at, and after the buds are broke? Or yeah, you'd rather much? not spray on the opening buds. If they're still pretty small and not fully open, I'd say you're safe. Read the label, of course, find out when there's different kinds of oil, some different different weights, they call it. Some are sort of liquid in the cold weather, some are pretty thick in cold weather. So the mm -hmm. label is what you need to refer to to find out when the oils can be sprayed. Some of the lighter ones particularly can be sprayed when the buds are all the way fully open. Okay. Well, Walter, I appreciate y'all have a great weekend. Y'all have fun in Jackson Lake for me, Chuck. 404-872-0750. That's the number you will dial for the Home Fixes show. Because Dave Baker's here and he wants to host his show starting at 9 o'clock this morning. It's 847. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 430 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves. Well, it's all. It is all right this morning. If you like rain, it is okay. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Light showers now, cloudy, drizzly pretty much all day. High of 63, though. Nice and warm outside, 47 tonight. Rain on Sunday, high of 60, low of 50. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes with News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Diane in Atlanta joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hi, Diane. Good morning, Walter. Good Thanks morning. so much for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? I've been trying to get um, get on with you for a couple of weeks, and it's you've been very, very busy. <laughs> no. So this is my first chance to get my question answered. We have in our in our zoysia lawn some little craters. They're 
they're black and they look like they would, they're about the size to fit a tennis ball. Okay. Um, they seem to be spreading. There seem to be more than I've noticed them in the past year or two, but hmm. not as many as now. So There's nothing growing in them, no mushrooms or something like that? No mushrooms, but they're, they're kind of like an uh, inverted size that would hold a tennis ball. Tennis ball sounds like a really good size description. My guess, Diane, is like I see in my landscape, it is... What is it? Memory-impaired squirrels, I guess, is the best way that I think of it. The squirrels this time of year are thinking, I know I buried some nuts somewhere around here. Diane's house, Walter's house, where did I bury those doggone acorns or pecans or whatever? And they go out randomly digging. It seems to me they're randomly digging in mulch, in lawns, and underneath my shrubs occasionally. That is the only guess I have for it, Diane. And this is a growth it's definitely a growth. What you said, there wasn't anything growing. And it, has, and it has leafy layers underneath that are black. Oh, Ganoderma. It's one of the puffballs, and they grow on the thatch in zoysia. Not squirrel. Not squirrel holes, no. I okay. It, it, no, I, I recognize the squirrel holes because we do okay. have those in right. pine straw and everywhere. Uh, Ganoderma? Ganoderma. Look it up. Uh, G-A-N-N-A-D-E-R-M-A? One N. G-A-N-A. Okay. Or O. I don't know. I'm not a mushroom expert, but that's what it is. It's a puffball. My bet, best guess is, again, zoysia tends to have a lot of thatch on it. And so um, fungi grow in it, and the mushroom of any sort is simply the flowering part of a fungus decomposing thatches, yeah. roots, things like that. Yes, it does look like it could be a fungus. Yeah. So is there anything I can put on it to keep it from or to make it go away? I have a tool called... Ugly tool. That's literally the name. Ugly tool. Mm -hmm. It's a little short-handled mattock, a little flat blade on the end of it. And anything you want to dig out of the ground that's shallow and just sort of takes a chop and a oomph with lifting up the handle, this ugly tool will take care of it. So I you get, get rid get of all the black and yeah. then you're pretty much clear. Yeah, always your fills up. Okay. If you want to put a little dirt in the hole where you dug the fungus out, that'd be okay right. to do too. But that's all you have to do is dig it up. There's no spray or So anything. you wouldn't put anything in it after you dug it out before you filled it up with... Just dirt. Something. Just dirt, that's all. Mm-hmm. All right, Diane. All right. But you wouldn't put anything in it to keep it from growing no, no, back. No, no, I don't think you can do anything. I don't think there's a single thing that will prevent it from coming up again. Dig it out, put it with dirt, let the Zoysia cover it up. What a good Saturday morning it has been. Ashley Frasca, even though she <clears throat> had an encounter with a deer, a male deer this past week, has done a great job today, as she does every day. You can follow her on Twitter, Ashley Frasca WSB, and get all her great traffic updates. Veronica Rail has done a terrific job this morning. Every day this week, just about, it's been a red alert. Traffic is what you need from the WSB Radio app or by following them on Twitter. Jason Byers, of course, chose our music today. Lots of great garden music, the best garden music on the planet. If you didn't get your question answered, go to my website, WalterReeves.com. Use a couple of words in the search line. Find out what you need. Follow me on Pinterest, on Twitter, Facebook, and all those things. I'll see you right here next Saturday morning, my friends, for another edition of Lawn and Garden.